Shut up and sit down. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. As always, we want to take a moment to remind you why you are here listening to us today. If you are investing your valuable time into our podcast, it's because you understand the truth behind Albert Einstein's words. Problems cannot be solved by the same level of thinking that created them. So if you want to find financial freedom, make more money, quit your current 9 to 5 job, or if you want to increase your better li- bottom line, <laughs> be a better investor, or be a better business owner, then you must follow the number one rule in business, which is... Be of service to others. Business Bros would love to help you maximize your profits by helping you find ways to be of service to more people alongside our fellow entrepreneurs and the Money Coaching Club, a.k.a. E equals MC squared. So please join the conversation on Twitter at Business Bros Pod and visit our website, csfirst.com. That's S-I-A-S-F-I-R-S-T.com. And as you listen today, remind yourself of these three questions regarding today's topic. Why'd you get into business in the first place? What if you found a way to take action to help others make more money? And how can you take advantage of the information you hear today? By scheduling your free coaching call today. Remember, if success is for me, schedule a coaching call for free. Dude, we were out for like four days. Of I know. Like not working on podcast stuff. I mean, I still did show notes because uh-huh. sometimes the ideas just come and you just got to write them all down, right? Yep, but yep. but it's been kind of, I got to admit, it's a little weird getting back in the groove. A little bit, a little bit. I mean, what was it, uh, Tuesday? Last Tuesday was the last one we did? I think so, and it was just the one that we aired for Wednesday, which was, uh, I mean, that's almost a week without recording. Five days. It, I, I do have a, a little bit of microphone rust, if you will. <laughs> microphone rust, yeah. Well, yeah, me too. It showed up in the intro a little bit for me. Yeah, yeah same here. I'm like, wait, wait, I feel like I've, I butchered that one a little bit. Yeah, no, no, no. I definitely did, you know, stumbled through my words, but uh, we'll stumble through the rest of this episode, I guess. That's just do it. That's what Let's we do, right? Let's just do it. That's how we do. All right, so let's start off with, uh, with a Twitter shout out. So this one goes uh, out to at Kristen Hutchins 6 and uh, we've mentioned her before, but uh, she gives us a lot of love in uh, with um, with pretty much every single tweet we put out there. And she is getting her comedy on. So she's a bartender, mom slash wife. I mean, she does it all pretty much. And she, I'm sure, like any other bartender out there, she's probably got some great stories to tell, right? At least some funny ones too. I'm Bartenders sure. Bartenders have the best stories. They do, right? So I want to give her a shout out and a little bit of push. Because, you know, I've been, you know, talking to her for a while now and trying to get her to put her content out and just applying a little bit of pressure here and there to get her in that right direction. So a little bit of a shout out to say thank you for the Twitter love. And then at the same time, another shout out to say, we're waiting for it. Where's the content? Let's see it. Let's see. (laughs) Let's see it. A little bit of business bros pressure. So thanks for uh, thanks for the Twitter contact. And uh, hopefully we see your content here soon. All right. Uh, let's see. I wanted to start off with, uh, our, our topic today, by the way, is like, uh, win-win scenarios, right? And how do you set up a win-win scenario? And I thought about it because, uh, recently, I don't know if, uh, this, this is, goes out to real estate agents and even, you know what, and consumers, uh, the law in, in Las Vegas, um, 
the MLS in Las Vegas, so the multiple listing service that real estate agents use, uh, here in, in San Diego and a lot of the areas, what happens is companies like Zillow will take the information from the MLS and it will post it online. So you can see when things sell, when things don't sell, when things are automatically listed, when things are not automatically listed. And in Las Vegas, the Las Vegas MLS decided that they're pulling out of Zillow so websites like these will no longer get auto feed so zillow trulio realtor.com will no longer get automatic uh updates from the las vegas mls so the only way to update that is if the owner buyer seller whoever actually makes the change to their own address right so so let's say for example i want to sell my home i i go to you you're the listing agent and you know you decide to list the home with you it used to be that all you had to do was go in the mls click a little box and then it'll auto populate to the websites no more now the agent has to take the extra step and register with zillow and register with each of one of these different uh you know outlets and then put that information out there so it's not specific to zillow it's all of them it's zillow and trulia and realtor and it's the, yeah it's called an idx process it's it's how it fans out to to the different media feeds so you know i i when when this information came out it came out a few weeks ago um you know realtors were kind of up in arms right some some are you know it, it, i always have the argument of well is this good or is this bad or is it too soon to tell Mm -hmm. Right. And so we have agents that are I, I saw posts in some of these uh, conversations that I'm, I'm in. And these agents are worried about, quote unquote, their jobs. OK. Right? And I was thinking to myself, how can you be worried about your your quote unquote job? I mean, if you're dependent on sites like Zillow and truly on realtor dot com to generate your leads, I think you're approaching the business the wrong way. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we always talk about that as far when it, when it comes to real estate coaching, we always talk about not buying your leads, finding a different way to do things so that you're not buying leads because getting buyer leads are probably one of the easiest things to do. So if, you know, I, I started thinking of this as a mentality, you know, they're, 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 they see this change and rather than embracing it and turning around and seeing this as a, as a unique selling proposition, they're angry at their MLS. I was thinking that it would be more of a positive thing, you know, because now rather than a consumer going to Zillow or any of these other websites, they actually have to talk to an agent now. Yeah, well, and that's what I'm thinking too. But on the flip side, like think about it from a buyer's or, or seller's perspective, right? From the consumer's perspective. So if the consumer can no longer go on Zillow and see what transactions have happened or what's for sale, mm -hmm. the, the seller or the buyer's agent is less informed. And then what's worse, they, they decide to list with you and then they look on Zillow and notice that their house is not listed for sale. Mm, like yeah. the end consumer, I feel, needs to be educated so that they're making more informed and better decisions, right? But by the same token, the agent is upset because now they're, you know, they're, I, I guess, you know, I guess they're trying to cling to the old way of doing things. You know what I mean? I always, I always feel like people are adverse to change. They don't want things to change. And so they try to buckle down and turn things to the way it used to be. You know, when computers came out and you had to go away from, from filling out a contract by hand, everybody, you know, there was grizzled veterans that would want to keep doing things the old-fashioned way with the carbon copies, right? <laughs> or, or you know, they don't want to do e-signatures or whatever it is, right? You're trying to cling to the old ways. And I feel like this attempt that the Las Vegas uh, multiple listing service is trying to do is trying to go back to the old ways. Like, but now the end consumer, in my opinion, the end consumer's already had a taste of information. Uh-huh. 
I think the end consumer likes to see pictures online and likes to see the homes ahead of time before they even go to make a list of things that they want to see or things that they don't want to see in an area mm-hmm. that they want to see it in or not. So, you know, it's, it, to me, it's like when you give somebody a raise and then you try to take it away. <laughs> right the it, deciding whether to give them a raise or not is one thing but once you've already given it to them taking it away that's that's to me that's big recourse yeah and that that could be re- big recourse on the consumer end yeah the agents might be a little bit happy on this like you said on the sense that that they have uh they've cornered the information per se but by the same token like they're the fact that they that they have to educate their client that might be a, a plus. The fact that they have to educate their client is a plus. I think it's a plus. I think it's I, I think. Look, when you're a salesperson, if you're just trying to close somebody just on a close, then yeah, this makes it more work for you. But remember, we're always trying to be of service to other people. So if you're a salesperson and you're doing your job, then you're the expert, and then your job is to educate the client. Maybe you can even turn it into something on the more more of the offensive, right? Look, the MLS doesn't do this, but us here at you know EXP Realty, Big Block Realty, whatever, we do go out and put your information on here. So this is a reason why you want to list with us because not only you know it's not going to happen with every agent, but with us, we still post to these websites. Right. So we're going to drive traffic. I mean, that's a unique selling proposition. So when you have agents that are complaining about you know. Now you're taking it off Zillow. You're not giving us the opportunity to put the information out or or the or the vice versa where I'm glad you're taking it off Zillow because Zillow was going to take away all our jobs, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's that whole big box retail mentality to me. You're like, you know, at, um, little small businesses here and then Walmart comes and well, of course, they knock everybody out, right? They take out all the little retail businesses because they're a big blockchain, right? Right. The economy of size, uh, economy of size, of scale of scale, right? Economy of scale. So Zillow comes around and now they're putting a threat to the regular traditional agents. I mean, one of the things that they're complaining about with Zillow that I've heard agents complain about is that Zillow is now getting into the brokerage model. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, of course they would. Why not? Why not? If they're in business to make a profit and they already have a ton of leads, why wouldn't they get go out and get their license and actually transact? It just makes sense. It's the next logical step. So how do you get to this win-win scenario? So if you generate, I mean, if you learn to generate your leads, you don't have to tolerate is one of the things we say all the time. But I think agents are worried that uh, they have a scarcity mentality, right? They're not, they're not big on trying to go out and get their own leads. They're not big on knocking on doors. They're not big on going to talk to expires. They're not big on all these things. So they're dependent on these big companies to do the work for them. But I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I think you're right. I think uh, the mentality of scarcity is something that stops people from doing the things that they want to do. They're afraid that there's not enough business out there or enough people looking and willing to do business. It's just a scary uh, step that they need to overcome. Dude, I, I just, you know, when when big technological changes like that happen, I just... I feel like I, I, I want to talk to some of these agents and, and try to get it across to them that like you need to hop on the train. Stop clinging to the stop and get on the ride. So don't try to fight the progress. Just hop on board and, you know, learn work to with it. Work with it, right? It's a perspective thing. Look, if, if you're worried about Zillow taking over, over what, is, what is Zillow really doing anyways? 
Uh, creating a hub, I guess, a central place for people to look for real estate. Okay, so I think Zillow's more for the end consumer. Yes, right. I agree. Because what do they do on? What do they do for the agents when they when they sell you a lead? What is it really? I mean, if I go to Zillow and I put an address and I look at the address, right, and I, I go, oh, let's contact this agent, and I click on the contact form, I'm assuming that the person who's going to contact me. Is the listing agent the person that I see? Yeah, but that's not really what Zillow does. Zillow takes the lead and sends it out to the people who are paying to purchasing. Pr- yeah, yeah, to buy the lead. So you, as the end consumer, or you as the uh, as a real estate agent, get this lead, and now when you call back, they think that you're the listing agent when in fact you're not. Right. So you're you're kind of starting off your relationship with the buyer in a. Deceptive. False, pre- yeah. false pretense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little bit de- uh, deceptive. It's a I little think. deceptive. Yeah, so, for sure. So why would you want to build a business of scale using that model? I, I don't think it, it makes very much sense. Mm-hmm. However, what are they doing? If you really think about it, what is Zillow doing? They have a listing mm-hmm. and they're generating leads from the listing. Why can't you replicate the same thing? In other words, if you put a sign in a yard, you are going to get buyer leads. People are going to call on your sign. Yes. So, in other words, if you want to fight the dependency of being of buying leads from Zillow, buying leads from Trulia, buying leads from Realtor.com, whatever it is, all you have to do is become a better listing agent. I mean, that's a lot of talk for, for pretty much that is that if you become a listing agent, you will generate all the buyer leads that you that you possibly can because... You have signs in the yard, just like Zillow posts all the information. They have signs on the yards in the internet yard, <laughs> right? But they're generating those leads, and you can end up doing the same thing. Look, the technology and innovation, that stuff is going to change the landscape of real estate anyway. Zillow already did. The next mm-hmm. one that's going to change it is EXP. Yep. They're taking the traditional brokerage model, and they're revamping it. It's not going to be the same. The next brokerage that you're going to be a part of is going to be something like EXP. And they've already got a huge start, a publicly traded company, a way to generate passive income on top of your traditional uh, real estate transactions. Right. And then they have an 80-20 split with a cap. So once you sell, once you reach your cap, you can make 100% of your commissions. I mean, the landscape is all there. They have continuing, they have uh, not continuing education, but they have all kinds of training on online. They have transactions. They have all kinds of uh, transaction uh, coordinators that you have on site. They have a virtual world that you can walk around. You can talk to anybody uh, around the country, meet different people, do different trainings. I mean, it's all there, and it costs them minimal to run because mm-hmm. they're cloud-based not retail-based they're not right. playing they're not paying big leases and stuff and that's that's changing that's shaping the whole brokerage model landscape already so changes in technology are coming whether we want them to or not i think you need to step back take a look and then hop on the train somewhere i 100 percent agree and i mean I, i'm just impressed with you know uh, the way that technology has changed and the new EXP model, uh, I agree. I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of brokerages that are going to see and uh, I guess copy the model, and it's going to be just the new the new wave, the new the new way of doing business. Dude, it is. I mean, how do you? You can try to fight it. 
I, I mean, I guess you, if you really wanted to, you can try to fight it and stick to the old school way of doing things. And I know there are going to be some clients out there that are going to want to stick to the old way of doing things. For sure. And and that's okay. But those times are changing. Mm-hmm. And it's not a scalable business, in my opinion. It's not a way to continue going forward, making a profit and making, you know, doing what you wanted to do in real estate anyways. No so, matter how stubborn you wanted to be, eventually you got rid of your rotary phone <laughs> exactly you went cordless and somehow some way you ended up with a smartphone in your hand exactly so you're going you're going to adapt because the industry will adapt so why not get ahead of the curve yeah quit fighting it quit fighting it progress right? is going to happen whether you want it to or not jump on board jump on, look information is out there it's up to us to take that information and turn it into something of value, right? So I, that's why I think that what the Las Vegas MLS did in blocking the the information from going out, I think it's I think it's their way of trying to suppress the information to the consumer, and I think it'll have unintended consequences. I think clients won't be as informed. Clients are going to be upset that their homes are not online. Clients are going to start blaming agents for the limited exposure. You know, there's something to be said about giving out information. Yeah. Right? Something to to be said. I mean, that's part of our thing, right? When we talk about being of service to others, we we want to make sure that our agents are as well informed as they possibly can. Our sales team has the training that they need. Our end clients have the information that they need. And I think suppressing information turns it into a win-lose scenario where agents are going to win because they're cornering some of the information, Mm -hmm. but clients are going to lose. And when you have a win-lose scenario, it's not really a way to grow that industry grow the consumer confidence in your industry gain the trust that you're looking for and build the relationships that are going to help you be successful i mean why do we give out our content for free that we put on the podcast on on a daily basis because we want to give you the tools that you need to be successful so that you know about things like zillow taking themselves out of the market in the mls it might have a trickle of trickle down effect you might have other mls's and other agents and other um and other associations that want to do the same thing in other cities. And, and you know, Vegas is a pretty hot market. It's a, it's definitely been a hot market. It's one of those that tends to flail up and, and do a lot of activity when the market is hot. And then mm. it crashes just as quickly when the market is down. Right, so, right. But there is a lot of activity in that type of market. And if what if other associations want to follow suit? I just think that having a win-lose scenario where the client is not able to make as an informed decision is going to be a bad thing for the market overall. When we put out our content, we want to make sure that it's practical, it's tactical, it's something that you're going to put into into effect. It's something that gives you value. It's something that you learn from so that you're motivated. Maybe we spark an idea in your head or you change the way you're, you've been doing business so that you can be access, successful because we strive to be you know, of service to you guys so that you can be of better service to your clients. Yep. That's what we tell our agents all the time. That's, that's, ex- what, that's what we do, right? That's, that's what, what we, we do. do. All right. So, you know, the coaching and content that we provide is ultimate. Well, it ultimately requires that you take action, right? No matter what you hear, whether you hear it on this podcast or another podcast, or you hear it from coaching in your office, whatever it is, right? It's still something that you need to take action on. And if you don't make it a daily habit or put it into practice, then you're never going to provide yourself with the results that you're looking for. This is why we want you to get your free coaching call. This is why we want you to have that accountability. This is why we want you to build a habit, right? And if you want to hear a great episode on habits themselves, right, you should uh, you should definitely check out Melina Palmer's uh, 
at the Brainy Biz, right, on Twitter. Melina Palmer's uh, podcast called the the Brainy Biz or Brainy Business, right? The Brainy Business. The yep. Brainy Business podcast. And she has episode 21, which is all about habits and where they come from, how they start, about, you know, the 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 things that you actually do to create habits or to fuel habits so that you can work on things and making them uh, more effective to, to what it is that you want to achieve. Cause, cause really dude, it, it is a habit. If I wake up in the morning every single day at 10, 10 30, and then I get up and kind of get going and then I don't really start my day until around noon. And then I got to pick up the kids around, you know, one or two, like you're not develop. You, you, you have a habit in practice. You have a habit of doing that and you're not going to break the habit until you start figuring out what is triggering these things what can you fix what can you change what can you reward yourself with to to help break that habit and start doing the things that you want to do All right another thing that i recommend we you guys check out is a uh, stephen covey's um uh, stephen covey's book it's uh seven habits of highly effective people yep right and in it is where he comes up where he talks about the win-win uh scenario right so in many sales transactions, we got salespeople that have a mindset of like stomping their competition in order to like rule on high as the best salesperson. And you see a lot of this in uh, in sellers markets because the sellers have big control over the transactions mm-hmm. that they really don't have to take anything from anyone, any requests for repairs. They don't have to do any price adjustments because when they put their home on the market, they're going to get multiple offers. Yeah, that's, right? that's what a seller's market is like, yeah. But as we're transitioning, right, understand that that is ultimately a win-lose scenario. Seller wins, buyer technically loses on any type of negotiation. They get the property because they want the property, uh-huh. but there is no win-win scenario there. So you might have some animosity, and you, just because the market's shifting in your favor, you're able to work with that, right? But as the market is shifting, as the market is changing, as we're going into a buyer's market, you're going to have to come back with some sort of negotiation. You're going to have to shoot for a win-win scenario. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have a win-lose or a lose-win type scenario. So uh, just understand that that mentality is not needed in the transaction. You guys are both there to help a willing seller and a willing buyer complete a transaction. That's the idea. Yep. You're not there to beat each other to a pulp and make one person suffer in the other transaction Mm -hmm. on the other side of the transaction. That's not what you're there for. So although you can make money that way, uh, you always feel like you're watching your back or you're burning bridges if you interact that way. And eventually no one's going to want to really work with you and your deals will get much more difficult to close if you're always after that win-lose, if you're trying to be that dominant agent that gets everything they want for their seller. It's a smaller world than you might think. You know, the real estate industry, it's not a huge, uh, ginormous network where people don't recognize each other. You can and do build a reputation in this industry. And if your reputation is one that every deal you make, somebody ends up losing... People don't want to work with you. The best negotiators are going to find ways to discover, to create win-win situations where everybody walks away feeling like they got the best deal possible. That's right. And and you, I mean, by the same token, you do have a responsibility to hold the highest standard for your client. I do 100% agree with that. But you're also trying to get them, get their property sold in the shortest amount of time for the greatest amount of money. And you got to make sure that the other side, they're trying to get the most value for their money, 
right? And close the transaction in a short amount of time too. So the longer you delay some of these stuff, some of these things because you quote unquote are the dominant agent, you're going to, you're going to just string things along. You're going to make a reputation for yourself. And yeah, at first it's going to be a good, you know, a good thing for you, but eventually people aren't going to want to work with you. They're going to see your listing and they're going to want to walk away. Yep. They're not even going to want to oh, deal with it. Oh, that, that guy. guy. Right. I mean, I dealt with that with inspectors. I know there's oh, yeah. there's inspectors in in certain parts of town that you never want to deal with because they have a horrible personality. They it's not a good feeling to be around them. They never get they always nitpicky about every little thing, and it's just it's just not a good scenario to be in. People mm-hmm. tend to not want to work in certain areas because of these types of people. So. Your reputation, I mean, James, right? Your reputation is what you build. It's what you make of it. So the other thing is don't come in being super weak and lax either, right? This is no, a, of course. This is a lose-win scenario. If you're going to concede to everything, you're going to lose on your client's behalf and the other side's going to win too. It's not a win. It's not a win-lose. It's not a lose-win scenario that you're shooting for. Look, that's the easiest way to to do a negotiation if you're willing to give everything up and walk away and just go through to get it done that's an easy way yeah good luck with your buyers and your sellers the people that you're representing that that's another reputation remember you have to have a good quality service so your objective is always to find a win-win scenario it's always trying to be uh, to have both sides get what they're looking for in the best way possible right sales are done again when a willing buyer and a willing seller agree uh, to complete the transaction. Our job as selling agents, as buyer's agents, is to just facilitate the sale so that both sides win. There's no need to gouge one side or the other. So find ways to agree so that you know both the seller and the buyer are happy. And either way, you guys are going to get paid. Right, the commission happens at the closing. It doesn't happen when you negotiate for, you know, a request for repairs. It doesn't come in when you're arguing about price. Right, when the t- transaction gets completed, that's when the checks are cut, and that's when you earn your commission. So you don't get a bigger commission because you were aggressive. You don't get a bigger commission because you were weaker. You get the commission because you've completed the transaction and you continue to earn more commission because you're referred based on your ability to complete the transactions. Right. So, and you're, you know, sorry, one more last aside here is if you're going for those win win situations, if you're going into it, honestly, again, it comes from a place of being of service to others, right? You're being of service, whether it's to uh, the person that you're representing, the people on the other side, you're going into it being of service to as many people as possible, and you find those win win situations. Everybody that walks away happy is going to want to work with you again and will refer you. Everybody that you work with, when you make every, you know as many people as happy as possible, when you come from from a place of service, more people want to work with you. Hey, tell me about Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box. Uh, that was an interesting one. It's a nice little close to our story. Nice little close. I mean, being of service to others. So uh, Jack in the Box. There was this uh, guy, and all I did was you know say just a simple question. Hey, how's your day going? And most people just brush that question off. Yeah, it's good. Whatever. It's fine. This guy was like, well, honestly, it's kind of shitty. I was like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. He said, yeah, I uh, got rear-ended yesterday, and uh, the guy that uh, that hit me didn't have insurance. And I stopped, and I was like, well, 
Do you have uninsured motorist coverage? What does your policy look like? Uh, what, types, what types of coverages? He didn't have insurance. Was there a police report? Did you get the uh, information? This and the other. And I'm sitting there and I'm having just a quick two-minute conversation with the guy. Uh, and, of course, I leave him my information. He, uh, I'm still waiting to hear from him. Michael, give me a call, buddy. Um, still waiting to hear from him. Uh, but But it's one of those things where... All I wanted to do was be of service to that guy, and I ended up getting a free meal. Free. Yeah. He just was like, he's like, oh, man, all of this information is so helpful. I'm going to call you, blah, blah, blah. Don't worry about your meal. It's on me. See, and that's the thing, right? It's not always that you're going to get free stuff. It's just the intention was to help him win in a scenario where he was already losing. Right. Right? Did it cost you anything other than to share your information with him? That's it, and information is free. Information is free. It's why we want to educate our clients, right? So try not to stick to the, you know, I'm the only person who has all the information. I'm the best. Everybody else sucks. No, we're a, we're a community. We're going to win together by helping each other. That's right. And so, and, and always shoot for that win-win because it's the right thing to do. If you're doing the right thing because it's the right thing, you will be rewarded in the right way, in my opinion. I 100% agree with that. Karma, man. Karma, karma. Dude. Be, karma. Be good to others. You know, was, uh, don't be an asshole, then don't fuck it up. That's it. Two simple <laughs> things, right? Two simple things. Two simple things. And, you know, just, again, go, in, go into everything. And this is, you know, something that, I, that, that I've really, really been uh, experiencing in my life in, in everything, in business, in relationships, in friendships, in, uh, you know, everything that I've been doing. You know, you come from a place of service, you come from a place of love, and people are drawn to you. Yeah. People are drawn to you and want to want to work with you, want to be with you, want to, you know, it's it's just a really cool thing uh, to, to be coming from this place. Speaking of which, we're also starting to turn a page on our Business Bros podcast. We're going to start interviewing more and more people. And I think some of our shows are going to be geared around our conversations with them and the coaching calls that we're going to be trying to do live on the air. So if you want to get a coaching call uh, recorded and you're in San Diego, you're a real estate agent, you're in business, you want to do an interview with us, we'll find out a little bit about your particular business and we'll have a, you know, a 30 minute conversation on stuff that you're willing to share with the public. You know, let us know, send me an email, Hernan at csfirst.com or James at csfirst.com. We'll sit down, we'll do a little podcast interview and, you know, on another show we might, uh, James and I might go over the the conversation we have and kind of analyze and give you some more information. It's kind of our, our way of giving you a free coaching call and at the same time, you know, you get to hear uh, an outside opinion, which is going to definitely be helpful. So Hernan at csfirst.com or james at csfirst.com for you to schedule those up. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. You can hit us up on Twitter too, at Business Bros Pod or on Facebook at csfirst. Anything else? Uh, no, I was just going to say, you know, that this... This uh, interview thing that we're doing, you know, we want to help people reach more people. The whole point of this is we are growing a network here. We're growing a network. We're going. We're growing with followers. You know, the work that you put in into into uh, interacting with our Twitter followers and everybody that's that's part of our network. 
the people that come on the show are going to have access to that as well. Exactly. And so we're we're really welcoming uh, and and inviting everybody who wants to be part of the show, uh, whatever business that you're in, whatever entrepreneurial spirit that you may have. We want to help you nurture it. We want to help you reach more people. We want you to step out and get in front of more people to tell them what it is that you do. That's it. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye bye. And I'm out.